Welcome to the Future of Medicine podcast, where we believe that feeling great and living a long time is possible and that your healthcare should help you get there. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel. My hope is simple, that this show will help you along your journey to becoming the healthiest, strongest, and most powerful version of you possible. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey everybody, before we jump into this episode, I just want to say uh, this is an amazing topic. It's one that Jen and I deeply care about. We're very, very passionate um, about how we need to be moving our body, our physical fitness journey as, as humans, how we pursue our ideal self. Um, and that is the reason to do it, uh, that we deserve those results. We deserve to be our best self. We really hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Future of Medicine podcast. I am your host, Dr. Aaron Wenzel, and I am joined once again by the lovely and talented Jen Justice. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Jen, it's always a good day when <laughs> I get to talk with you. I know. Thank you. Um, you know, this episode is uh, part two of a three-part series we're calling the Three Pillars of Health, uh, Eating, Moving, Recovering. Um, as a reminder, uh, or in case someone is just listening to this for the first time, this is a three-part series um, covering what we believe to be the three buckets where all meaningful progress in one health, one's health journey take place, whether uh, you improve the way you feed your body, the way you move your body, or the way you recover your body. There are some things that fall out of those buckets, but for the most part, improvements in your health journey will fall into one of these three categories. In the last episode, we talked all about how to feed your body. So it was about diet and our thesis around how we believe most humans for optimal health, health should feed their physical bodies. Um, in each of these episodes, we're also going to take kind of a three-layer approach as we dive into each of these three pillars. Uh, one is you start with the way you think about it. In other words, how should you be thinking about this topic? Number two, experience. How do many people experience this physically uh, and then feel how will improving this area make you um, feel mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually? Um, and so we're going to start this uh, section of the podcast all about going deep into how do you think about um, moving your body? Mm -hmm. And Jen, you and I... Um, we spend a lot of time talking about thinking. We do. Um, in many ways, the entire human experience is in one's mind. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think we spend <coughs> enough time as a culture talking about thinking mm -hmm. uh, and getting the mindset right before you take action. Um, so everything begins in um, the mind. And I think it's important to to really dive into the the the, the ideal way to think about um, moving your body, and we're not talking about woo-woo thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about like, what do you want to get out of your body? What's the goal? Why is this even important? Um, what would you like your body to move like? Um, and, and one thing that we talk about a lot is from a motivation goal setting standpoint, is this an internally derived motivation or mm -hmm. is it an externally derived motivation? And those have different consequences typically, mm -hmm. different outcomes. Um, and, you know, I'll start this by just giving 
my own story, you know, I spent the large um, majority of my youth and young adulthood in great shape. Mm -hmm. We were just cracking up over some pictures of me and my... (laughs) They were great. In all of my glory back in the days. Uh, And and I was very fit and I I played a lot of sports and that was absolutely a part of who I was as a human. I was fast. I was strong. It was my identity. I identified with it. Um, And then, you know, life happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And about five years ago, uh, I fired fat Aaron, as Mm. I say. I love that. You know, starting a business, having a couple of kids, um, working in the ER at that time, um, really like most people, I, you, you start cutting and trimming and cutting and trimming and cutting and trimming your schedule because you, you run out of discretionary time because you're so busy and mm-hmm. so stretched, being so many demands. And of course, I, I cut on fitness and I cut on diet and mm-hmm. I, I became a very unhealthy, fat version of myself mm-hmm. um, until one day it, it, it really, really was me planting a stake in the ground. Um, and I've been on this journey where I wanted to be true to who I was, my authentic self. And my authentic self was someone who desired to be fast, mm-hmm. like physically moving through space fast mm-hmm. and strong. Mm-hmm. And those were really compelling reasons um, to begin uh, this journey of recapturing my health. Um, and and listen, I I think it's really important because, as we all know, when you begin moving from a very non-ideal version of ourselves physically to becoming a fit, healthy version of us physically, woo, it's hard in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And you better have some really compelling reasons to get through the hard part because mm-hmm. all the fun and like enjoyment, and we'll talk about this later, it comes way, <laughs> way down the road. Mm-hmm. you got to have a real reason to move through the pain and suffering. Um, and now I'm there and I'm, I'm feeling the joy and the confidence and the satisfaction and the fun and the craving and the like all the benefits that we talk about, but those are lagging findings. If you don't mind, would you share your, or at least part of your story? Sure. Um, my story is quite a bit different than yours. Um, so I was born with um, congenital hip dysplasia Um, because I was born breech and I had surgery at six weeks old um, to correct that and did really well like all through my childhood I mean surprisingly I didn't walk until I was like two years old (laughs) so yeah they didn't even know if I would be able to walk but um, I you know overachiever that I am I proved him wrong (laughs) so um, and did really well you know all through grade school and high school I played tennis I did track for you know a little bit um in high school and then I made really great gains with weight loss um through my nutrition and I remember you and I having this conversation um that you brought up the idea that maybe I should get a personal trainer and I I remember that day vividly because I was like okay I I guess I guess like I'll I'll start searching and so I found a really great trainer at my local Y and we started working out and it was like one day a week and then I was kind of like doing nothing on the other days um, and doing a lot of like some strength training, but more hit workouts. Mm-hmm. And that really uh, started to irritate my hip. And I sought the 
consult of an orthopedic surgeon who basically told me I needed a hip replacement, mm-hmm. which I did not want to hear at that time because yeah, I'm time. way too young to, to have that done and um, leveled up and found an amazing physical therapist, um, Dr. Tyler Brazelton in town. He's amazing and basically said, you know, let's get to work on strengthening your hip so that you don't need hip surgery, which led to basically him becoming my personal trainer and shifted from the hip workout and, and uh, kind of like, hey, let me know if this hurts your hip to let's do exercises that don't hurt your hip and I'll watch your form really closely. And uh, I've, I've had amazing progress through that journey. But the thinking part of it for me, <laughs> and, and you have really helped me with this, as has Tyler, is I tend to overthink things, shocker. Um, and I had a real strong all or nothing thinking around fitness, meaning mm-hmm. if I had a plan to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and hit the gym and I didn't do it, then I would say, well, screw it. I'm just done for the day. I'm not going to go. And so really, you know, one of the sayings I love that you share with me is all progress begins with telling the truth. And so the truth of the matter is, could I just show up and do something? Could I do it after work? Could I uh, maybe not do my entire workout as planned, but maybe just walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. And We've talked about this on prior podcasts, but we share our Apple Watch data, which is funny and cool at the same time. But you always cheer my workouts, which I really appreciate. Um, and that motivated me in the beginning, like, oh, I've got to get that cheer from Dr. Wenzel. He needs to know that I'm really working hard. Mm-hmm. And that transpired into, you know, us kind of joking around about it. But you always say in there, you showed up today. Yeah. And to me, that's important even if it's not a perfect workout, to overcome that all or nothing thinking of Mm -hmm. like, I can do something most days of the week. And Tyler has shared with me a little mantra that we use, which is if you take um, 100% and you divide it by 365 days, that equals 0.275 basically. So he's like, if you just move the needle 0.275 every day, which is a a micro incremental Mm -hmm. amount, you'll end up improving 100% by the end of the year, which I really love because Again, I feel like I, you know, have to make huge gains all the time in order to feel like I'm um, being productive and, and progressing. But that's not true. Like you can just do something every day to kind of move that needle. So I, I've really changed my thinking a lot around fitness in a positive way, which I'm proud of. So, mm-hmm. but it's been tough. I mean, you you shared so much there. Um, that I would love to unpack and I'm going to try to be disciplined um, <laughs> and stay on course, uh, but I can't move on to the next section without first thanking you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, I'm sure that will resonate with a lot of people. There mm-hmm. are two things that I want to pull out of that and just highlight and then we can move on. Um, number one, people who start and stop or never start their health journey in my experience, the number one reason is perfectionism. Mm-hmm. This idea that if I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to do it. Yep. Which is such bad doctrine. Mm-hmm. Because there is no such thing as perfection. Perfection is an illusion, and it's a very elegant um, stall tactic mm-hmm. to be a perfectionist. Yep. Because you can very easily hide behind your ideals and never take action. Yeah. And to overcome that can be a very, very large challenge for people. 
But you also, the second thing I want to highlight is that you actually gave the antidote. Mm -hmm. And the antidote is being a person who shows up. To show up. Divorcing yourself of this idea of per perfection, that I'm on a journey of becoming the best version of myself. And one of the attributes I want to be known for is someone who shows up. Yeah. And I show up for myself. Mm -hmm. And even if I just show up to the gym, say hi, and leave, you start to become a person who goes to the gym. Yeah. You adopt that identity. Correct. I am I am somebody that works out. I am a healthy person. Um, and that was critical, <laughs> even though I didn't share it, in my yes, firing it was. of Fat Aaron. I remember that. I remember telling you, like, Jen, I don't even know. 90% of the time, I'm not even sure I'm going to work out, but I'm a... I'm going to, there's no excuse not to take my coffee into the garage, put a hoodie on and a beanie and mm -hmm. turn the heater on and start stretching. Just do something. I'm going to show up every day of the week in my garage for me. I don't know if I'm going to work out. And what's funny is I committed with no excuses. I suffocated all excuses mm -hmm. to show up and I showed up. And you know what happens by the time I'm stretched and my coffee's down, I'm going to get a little workout in. Yeah. And that just begins to evolve um, into this beautiful thing. And I remember our conversation around that because my perception of you starting your fitness journey was that it was so easy for you. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> quite the opposite. You know, I, I struggle with getting out of bed too and, and just getting it done, but you just. Well, you famously said one day, Dr. Wenzel, <laughs> but it's easy for you. It's easy for you. And I was like, correction it's hard yeah I have big reasons and I want the results mm -hmm. I don't show up oh that's what it was you it's easy for you because you love to work out yeah and I said no you're wrong I deserve the results that's why I work out yeah and I'm hunting the results mm -hmm. and we both have had a similar emotional experience and lessons learned, but we definitely took different paths. And mm -hmm. it's, hopefully these stories can inspire someone. Um, let's move on to the next section here. We've kind of touched a little bit on it, but once the mindset is right, w once you've really identified with your ideal future self and you have very compelling reasons to begin this journey, now you have to kind of embrace the suck. Mm -hmm. uh, because how will you e experience physical fitness physically in the beginning like, let's be honest, it's not great. No. Um, it's It feels sacrificial. It feels energy sucking. And it, for many people, it's just not fun. And mm -hmm. humans like to do fun things. Yeah. Uh, physically, your body feels weak. You're sore. You're tight. Um, you're fatigued. And oh, by the way, if you don't have a great relationship with food, it stimulates appetite mm -hmm. and hunger. Mm -hmm. So it's like a really complex loop uh, loop mm -hmm. that you have got to power through and we have found the only antidote to that is having the mindset of keeping your eyes on the prize and keep showing up this is short term mm -hmm. this is short term feedback yeah um, and the excitement and the enjoyment and the pleasure and the benefit that you can see measure that other people can see and measure and acknowledge mm -hmm. that comes later like you really need to be anchored in those ideas because physically in the beginning it's hard um, and I now have a longing and a craving for, for my training. Mm -hmm. I, uh, but this has been a, um, 
this has been many, many years in the process, and it wasn't like that in the beginning. But but I'm at the point now where I'm got the I've got the windfall of benefit because mm-hmm. I was a person who showed up every single day for five years. Now it's not work to show up because mm-hmm. that's just well, I'm a guy who shows up. Yeah, we just um, do it. How did you f- experience <clears throat> it physically? Um, my again, my story's a little different because I was experiencing physical pain, you know, in at the, the time. Yeah, and so my range of motion was limited. What I could do was very limited. I mean, I felt like there was a very short list of of things that I could do at the time. So, um, you know, and even now, I have I have flares. I have days where it it hurts because um, I've I've really moved my workouts to more of uh, strength training with progressive overload. So we're doing a lot of compound movements, mm-hmm. deadlifting, squatting, things I've never done before in my entire life that terrify me, but <laughs> we're making it. Um, and that actually make my f- hip feel better. But in the times when I have flares or it hurts, we just transition back down to a little rehab type workouts and get it better and then we move on, um, which is nowhere near how I was working out before. But um, yeah, in the beginning, it sucked. I mean, it hurt. Um, and finally got to a point where it was manageable. And, uh, you know, like the first time that I was able to walk on the treadmill without pain, and I actually got to where I could jog on the treadmill, I cried. Like, mm. <laughs> and, and not because it was hurting, because I, I was like amazed mm-hmm. that I could even do that because I was told, don't do any type of weight bearing exercise on that hip right now do the elliptical do the bike which are super boring for me i hate it mm-hmm. and i wasn't getting stronger doing those things so again my journey is a little different but i'm in a really good place with it right now to where um the pain is manageable and uh, less and less you know less and less flares throughout the the months that go by which i'm super excited about yeah your 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 experience has been similar to mine in the beginning yeah but then i was like once i set sail i was fine mm-hmm you have had a unique variable in your physical journey with your hip because you're fine for a while, then your hip flares, mm-hmm. and then you're fine for a while, then your hip flares, then your hip flares, then your hip flares, then you're fine for a while. And I have watched you from the sideline manage that psychology and wrestle with it at moments, knock right through it in moments, kind of have dialogue with your own psychology mm-hmm. with it. But the net result has been you have now an added layer of psychological and emotional toughness that uh, match your physical toughness that you have been implementing. Thank you. Um, And that hip of yours um, has been a unique variable. And there are a lot of people who are listening who have some sort of physical um, reminder Mm -hmm. that their body uh, either has some sort of biomechanical um, deficiency mm-hmm. or you have some pain point. Maybe mm-hmm. you have a bad back, you have you know, shoulder. Discs, shoulder, rotator mm-hmm. cuff injuries. Maybe you have bad hips. Maybe you have a bad ankle. Maybe you have bad knees, bad neck. Like the thing mm-hmm. on your body that even though you have the psychology right and even though you're a person who shows up and even though – you're ex- starting to experience some of the like the windfall of benefit. Y- y- you will likely always be tethered to this physical reminder that like you have this thing, mm-hmm. and and that's another layer that you have to psychologically kind of um, become equipped. Um, oh, I've wanted to quit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like you know, 
this this pain is not worth it let's just replace this thing and get it over with but i'm not doing that right now it's it's just not um something that will serve me right now um but for a woman who didn't want to start because she couldn't be perfect <coughs> i'm going to brag on you for a second because it was not last night i think it was the night before you texted me telling me that you were jogging inside of your condo Shh. your town home i'm not supposed to do that in order <laughs> to close my apple rings yeah and i remember just smiling ear to ear <laughs> thinking like who has this woman become ah, yeah that she is that ferocious that at the clo at the end of the day you're going to do the thing that you hate to do which is run in because order to I worked, be a person who finishes the day because i worked damn hard that day yeah and i wanted to close them because that to me is like okay i can finish it's so good <laughs> It's so good. I'm and not, that, I'm and not that, still perfectionist or anything. <laughs> and that perfectly leads us into part three, which is the emotional, spiritual experience that you will likely feel in a fitness journey. Um, you know, as we've said, feeling great, being strong and loving to work out. Those are lagging late stage findings in one's journey. And I think preparing for the fact that they will come later, mm -hmm. that deferred gratification. Um, and it's rooted in this idea of like doing hard things short term, mm -hmm. make long term easy. Yes. Like short term hard, long term easy, short term easy, long term hard. That's right. And there is a lot of truth to that. And um, and it's dangerous, as we have seen when people begin this journey, to use these goal experiences or goal outcomes mm -hmm. as the metrics to measure success. Yeah. Because those, those are not leading indicators. Those are lagging indicators. Um, and it's not binary, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this you don't feel bad, and then one day you just feel good. Mm-hmm. You don't like um, feel weak and then all of a sudden feel strong. Right. It's a journey. It's progressive. It's it's two, three steps forward, half a step or one step back, two, three steps. It's it's a it's a net score game. Mm -hmm. It's a game of inches. And you can't measure mm -hmm. long term indicators in the short term as a fuel source, it ha you have to stay in it long enough that you just, I don't remember doing anything to feel so great, but I just feel great because you have the tailwind and you yeah. have the momentum. But it's the same with relationship equity. It's the same thing with financial stewardship. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like being a great parent. Mm -hmm. Like what do I, being a great spouse, what do I do to deserve this? Mm -hmm. But you just get this windfall of love and of adoration, of relationship, of connection. Those are decades of investment quietly, sacrificially, mm -hmm. thanklessly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing in our fitness journey for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. And now I love working out. I look forward to it. In many ways I crave it. Um, and again, it wasn't always like that. Um, I had to start with a deep conviction and compelling reasons that I was not gonna be fat and slow and sick. Mm -hmm. I was gonna be fast and strong and vibrant. Mm -hmm. And you know, being disciplined in the things I needed to do with my body, move, the way I needed to move my body, the way I needed to sh have my body show up, have now created the freedom of confidence, um, the freedom of control,
to be my best self. And it's another example of freedom and discipline. Mm -hmm. I love that concept so much. It's so good. Mm -hmm. This is a good topic, Jen. Oh. I think I love it because we each, it's so real for us mm -hmm. personally and then interpersonally between you and I. And there are very few people who we get the pleasure of taking care of where they aren't somewhere on this journey mm -hmm. of becoming their best physical self. Uh, it's complex uh, and we are complex creatures. We are. Um, and um, <coughs> I hope this was useful to the people who are listening. Um, you know, if one person can, can begin the journey and be someone who shows up and be committed to their long-term ideal version of themselves and put in the time, the commitment, the sacrifice to themselves because they deserve the result. Mm -hmm. It'll all be worth it. Totally. Um, well, great. As always, thanks, Jen. Thank you. All right. I want to thank you so much for your attention. Listen, I don't take it for granted. It means the absolute world to me. You can find out more about today's episode at brentwoodmd.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, all the related links to this episode and tons of other resources. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And if you've already subscribed, then it would mean so much to me if you left a review. If you think we'd be a good fit to work together or you would just simply like to know more about the concierge services that I provide my private clients, email us at membership at brentwoodmd.com. And now for the obligatory disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or the giving of medical advice as no doctor-patient relationship has been formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should seek the advice of their own medical professional providers.